Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au if you're listening online. My name is Lauren and I'm joined in the studio today with Rebecca. Today on the show we are talking to Sally Watkins from the Wellbeing Navigator. The Wellbeing Navigator is an online resource collating a wealth of information about mental illness and general wellbeing. The resource includes videos, modules, podcasts and interactive therapy to guide everyone on their journey to wellness. Sally has developed this site to assist people in their overall mental and physical health and it engages users worldwide with its unique community approach. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sally. Thank you for having me. So just to start off, could you tell us a bit about what the Wellbeing Navigator is? The Wellbeing Navigator is primarily a massive website with resources drawn from around the globe in English and not just me, but a massive team of volunteers and some paid people have sourced interactive, the best interactive resources that we can find, podcasts, videos, animations, interactive resources, information, and a lot more and, um, apps. We've reviewed apps, all sorts of things. Um, and it's scaffolded so that things are very easy to find. We've also created some apps to help people as well. That's amazing. Could you tell us a little bit more about what prompted you to create the resource? Well, I've been a caregiver of people struggling with their well-being for many years and I've had mental illness in my family ever since I was little. And I would find that when somebody in my family was struggling, I would end up on the internet trying to find information, mm. trying to get help, and often they would begin to struggle after five o'clock when services were closed. Yeah. And I would be trying to get information for them, help, something to calm them down, maybe an activity for them to do. And it just, the internet was, wasn't intuitive and it just took forever to find something if I found something at all. And mm. so through my frustration and the help of a lot of people who came on board, a lot of them being um, mental health professionals that I met along the way through being a caregiver, we created a resource that is a one-shop stop, really, so that people can go to the one place, look up what they need pretty quickly, and if they're too stressed to read, they can listen or they can watch an animation or they can do an activity. And if it's 2 o'clock in the morning and they're really, really anxious or they mm. feel like self-harming, they can find something to calm them down, to keep them... And to make them feel that they're actually getting somewhere and gainfully occupied while they're waiting for daytime services to open. Or for people who aren't quite ready to talk to a professional yet. We've mm -hmm. made interactive e-books that are scaffolded to start with the problem and to help people work towards where possible a resolution. Better to work with a clinician, but as some people are reluctant to do that, uh, a beginning journey for them. 
Yeah. And yeah. especially with like the activities, especially you can't really access some um, support, especially when like the, the like support services are closed. Mm. Um, and because you were just talking about like the ebooks and activities, mm. what other information can what other information can you find on the site? So if you go into the site and we've got an app so that it's mobile as well, the first thing you'll get is a signboard mm-hmm. and it'll have um, headings such as mental health, disability, dr- alcohol and other drugs, relationships, and those signposts, you'll pretty quickly, if you're suffering from anxiety, you're not going to hit the relationships one or maybe you will, yeah. but you'll know. And then inside there, you'll get a series of other little signposts that will come up pretty quickly. Hmm. And that will direct you to a topic. Now, at the top of that topic, you can read it or you can listen to it or watch an animation sometimes. There's a little button that will go resources and that will just open up an entire world of, oh, good, there's... There's a video or a podcast of somebody who feels the way I do at the moment. I'm not alone. I'm not the only person who feels like that. Oh, there's an activity that I can do. Oh, and it's scaffolded and I can write this and I can do that. And, oh, this is sorting out how I feel. Um, There's information on where I can go tomorrow Hmm. to get help. Oh, there's phone numbers with people I can see etc oh there's an interactive ebook i can start filling out and i can take this to my doctor tomorrow these tick boxes really help explain how i've been feeling this and so we've got things to design to help people articulate how they've been feeling if they're a bit lost for words or struggling to communicate it's it's much bigger than what i'm actually telling you is it yeah yeah go in and have a look yeah definitely and as you were just saying before like there's like people can either watch a video listen to a podcast or just read and i think Mm. it's also real that's also really important because kind of to not everyone absorbs the same information the same way like people like some people like say lauren might um prefer to Listen to, to, to listen or, to stuff yeah. and like I might prefer to like watch a video instead of reading an article like and I think that's especially important that there's like those aspects within the app because it it gives people like a whole range of things that they can do yeah mm. well that, that's what we're hoping yeah, yeah really unique approach as well um but also there's a vast wealth of information available online regarding mental well-being and often at times it can be really daunting for people to try and find the information that they want or that they need right then and there how can your site help with this okay so that's the original reason why I created it because that's how I felt when Mm. I went online to find help and so we have actually rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt the website so many times and then we gave it out to six thousand secondary school students to Mm. use and review and the feedback was massively helpful in redesigning it again so that it is so intuitive for a quick drill down for a person this is why we called it the navigator to navigate directly to what they want whereas with the internet you type in a topic and you'll get to see things related and unrelated Mm. with and with um a maybe a brief summary that doesn't really tell you enough so you've got to go in and search further Mm. and so we give a succinct summary that really encapsulates what if they click on the next button they're in for so that quickly people can go 
Yes, no, 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 yes. We then went to Swinburne University to their Capstone project. Yeah. And we had 25 postgraduates go through the app and all the resources and compare mm. it to all other mental health apps and online mental health resources through the English-speaking world. Wow. And they, at the end, said that it was the best that they could find. Mm. So we then took it to Melbourne University and they went through it because they were interested in collaborating with us and they generously um, have offered us some professors, etc. Um of their stuff to assist us but they said they couldn't do much because we'd covered off on all the IP anyway because it was so thorough mm. so um, that's what we've done so far but my latest initiative is to put a contact form on the bottom of every page so that a user can go on and if they think something can be done better they can email us and tell us mm. or make suggestions or if they know of a great resource that isn't there, for example, somewhere to live, emergency accommodation or anything like that that we don't know about, they can tell us and we can add it to it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and the community approach seems like it it seem it seems like it's an a very very important thing and i guess receiving feedback especially from like the capstone project and like professors and that how does that make you feel like knowing that like the well-being navigator is like as they as they said one of the best apps out there like, um i think most of all it makes me really really keen to make sure that everybody who needs to know about it knows about it because mm-hmm. it's it's that good Mm. and they don't have to pay for it it's sitting there on the internet ready for them to use the Mm. mobile apps at the app store um itunes and the play store Mm. depending on your phone so that's there so it's there ready to go and we've got a wonderful domestic violence one too um called the safety plan navigator and once again it's got a great rap and I just love everybody who needs it or who may have a friend who needs mm. it to grab it. It's got a wonderful little um, tool where if you are in danger, you can hit a panic button straight away mm. and it it will get help to you. Yeah, so. and but especially before the show, you were just showing us a, yeah. a bit, of, bit of the app and what it was about. And, like, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And with the Wellbeing Navigator, I think, like it's just something kind of like everyone needs like regardless Mm. of like your age or your gender like it's something like you need and even though you might not suffer from mental illness or anything like it's good to have it there just in case if like something something goes wrong like with a friend or a family member actually that's bringing that up that's one of the most important things that's on there we've got a big section how can i be a supportive friend Mm. and that's for people who may be feeling fantastic but they may have a friend or a family member who isn't and it walks them through the steps of how best to deal with that situation and we've got videos and all sorts of things on that page mm-hmm. and we pitched it from ages 12 up. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, and we've done a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff there, a lot of videos, etc., for schools. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So what has the overall response and feedback been from users of the site? Oh, it's actually been really, really positive. Um, I've actually had people who, through my caregiving and through my job, 
have actually needed resources and I've been able to steer them to those resources and they've been thrilled with what they can do with the interactivity. They can get it on iPads or tablets. Or we've just made sure that it will work on anything. Um, I've had... Um, Look, yeah, fantastic through fantastic responses through the schools, through their um, well-being counsellors, etc. Really, really pleased with the resources that they've had to use with the um, students of our participating schools. Um, we haven't had any real negative feedback it's it's all been really positive and as i said the the students and um, we've had a lot of help with getting it to the point now where mm. it's so easy to navigate so originally we had some navigational problems but um no lots of feedback easy to use and very engaging and i've had um one young lady who's been in hospital for a year and her her um, friends in the secure unit and her have found mm. it really awesome. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, and it's so that's yeah. so good to hear as well. Like it's always it's always very touching when you know, especially someone who's going through like a rough time, and just knowing that you helped like create and develop something that's turned into like a tool that will help them like for years to come and I think that's really important and also really inspiring as well mm. yeah and we were talking a bit about earlier how um there's really no one size fits all solution for solving everyone's mental health problems but your site sort of tries to give a way for everyone to work on their well-being how how does that happen well we've got um a lot of stuff even around nutrition um healthy eating i don't really like the word diet healthy eating mm. um and exercise and different and fun exercise different ways you can exercise mm. and we've even got case studies of people who are, are well or caregivers and and how they've gone about just walking and tying in walking and activities and things like that for their for their wellness um we've got a lot of stuff on alcohol and other drugs mm. um for people who are struggling with any sort of addiction mm -hmm. at all um uh, gambling or any sort of addiction we have a lot of stuff around sexual identity sexuality and disability which is a big one too so mm. it is right across the well-being we cover phobias I actually have claustrophobia. So we go into all that and, um, and that was very important to me that we looked at that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we have... I've been mentored by, um, originally at the outset, set by Sam Ginsberg, who's a member of the Order of Australia Psychologists and he's been just wonderful. And my friend Sarah Kalia from Southside Psychology and um, another wonderful lady, um, Catherine Campbell, and another psychologist and lots and lots of other people mm. can't name them all Kate yeah. Morton social worker I like so many sensational people who've all come together with their ideas of mm. their their clients and the people they work with and that what they would need and what they themselves would like there and so it sort of ended up covering so many aspects insomnia 
so mm. many study, mm. the stress over study, sitting exams, preparing for exams, all those well-being issues. Yeah. And it's also so good to hear that like other professionals are getting involved and like want to actually help, like and have like an input in this like the site and the app because it's I don't know just from listening to you speak like I think Lauren can agree with me like this mm. is just like an amazing an amazing site and I think you've especially done so well in kind of like starting it all with this idea and I think it's only going to get bigger from here. If there's any professionals listening out there, contact me through the website because I'd love some more input if anyone else wants to help. Yeah. Well, it's been such a big effort on your behalf as well. Like you were telling us before that you actually learnt coding so that you could get the app developed oh and yeah everything. i've had to teach myself a little bit along the way yeah yeah it's amazing so. i can't imagine how stressful it must be sometimes to kind of get all that information all together as well to kind of like organize it and it's, it's like a mammoth effort and i think we're we're honored to have you here on the show today oh look thank you look i've got to give credit to um one person I didn't mention, Jonathan McCleary, who is a clinical psychologist, and he has done a huge amount as well, including a lot of um, psychotherapies mm-hmm. and a huge amount which we've used on the app. And he has helped coordinate and talk to people and help coordinate all this as well. So he's mm-hmm. been uh, just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of the future, where would you like to see the Wellbeing Navigator go in the next few years? And are you were telling us you're thinking about developing it for Apple as well? Um, I'd love the money. Yeah. <laughs> I've put three apps out on Apple, but we, us volunteers, have actually put our own parts of our own salary in and there's mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's not always very easy I, I would love uh, someone to come on board and maybe um, a, a welfare charity provider or someone to say we'd love to work with you you can do this better pull this off we think you should do this or whatever mm-hmm. and or and and it'd be wonderful if somebody could step up to the mark and say look we'll help you out with a bit of money so you can build this next app mm-hmm. um we are doing tailor-made uh, uh programs for corporates which they pay for mm-hmm. but which then the money can go back into keeping this going. Mm-hmm. So, and that's a reasonably new initiative, but we're in talk, we're talking to people now um, and hopefully that will keep, will provide funds as well because it is not cheap to run. It is really quite expensive yeah. to run. Yeah. Even getting people to check the links, which, you know, break all the time and change. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's definitely, like, it's a lot of work to, maintain it as well and and yeah it's juggernaut (laughs) yeah Yeah. so from your personal experience and from developing the well-being navigator how if someone you know or the or any listeners at home that might be struggling at the moment like what advice would you give them i would advise you to if it's a crisis, obviously seek crisis help immediately, and that's mm. at the beginning of most 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 pages on the website and the app. But if it's after hours, troll through it, and we've got 
breathing and relaxation mm. mp3s we've got all sorts of things for you after hours if you're not ready to talk to someone yet download the ebooks that we've got available look at the other tools and but we are hoping that they will lead you to work with a clinician with them because honestly they're going to work better that way than if you do do it on your own but i understand how some people are not ready to talk yet mm. and it's better to do something than nothing use the resources and if you know somebody who is in trouble have a look at the how to be a supportive friend and if you're a secondary school teacher or a, a school counselor have a look trawl through the pages we have animations we have workbooks it, it we have so much there for secondary school children. We have question and answers. We have quizzes. We have all sorts of things mm -hmm. there. So all around resilience, respectful relationships. We have a huge amount around there for schools. Um, alcohol and other drugs. We have big sections just written for secondary schools. Students, if you're at home and you're struggling, get on, have a look. We have so many animations pitched. And it's free. Yeah. So no and one has to pay. It cost you anything except your time, but it's time well spent yeah. and may give you um, more productive time and later. And give to you spend skills better. like for the rest of your life as well. Survival skills, resilient skills. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And skills to navigate away to better well being. Yeah, that's perfect. And just quickly, what exactly, how can people find the website? What's the address? So, thewellbeingnavigator.com. Perfect. The Safety Plan Navigator app mm -hmm. at the Play Store or at iTunes, the Apple. Mm -hmm. And there's the Wellbeing, uh, the Wellbeing Navigator at the, and it's a mobile app. At okay. the Play Store and Perfect. Apple as well. So, and more when funds arise. <laughs> yeah. And if anyone wants to get involved, we'll have those links on our podcast page. Yes, we will. So thank you so much, Sally, for coming on the show today and talking all about your resource. It's really incredible, all the work that you are doing. Um, that's all we have time for, though. And thanks to Rebecca for helping interview today. Okay. You can catch more of our shows at brainwaves.org.au or find podcasts on the 3CR website or on iTunes. We'll be back next week with Dr. Christopher Mogan. We'll be talking about hoarding disorders Wednesday at 5pm on 3CR. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.